They say, they say we should have known better than to fall so deep down, deep down into this rabbit hole we found. And I was thinking, Hi, this is Nico. You're listening to my dad or fall, also known as the White Rabbit and James Jardine on the one and only Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Buckle up and enjoy. And music plays. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Raf. Welcome down to Security Rabbit Hole to yet another edition of the Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Uh, over to my that way. Haha, I got it right this time. Is James. <laughs> hey, buddy. It's hard to it's hard to figure out which side is which when you try to think about the layout on the screens, which is always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Technology's hard. It is. And, uh, I, I said and, that and all we, weekend, I think. Yeah, we, we've been messing, I've been messing with this where I can go, whoop. Oh, look, it's just James. Uh, ah, front and center. Whoop. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, and there's me. Ah, all right. Enough of that shenanigans. I, uh, uh, you know, we were just talking off screen about, uh, I've got a big scratch right on my face from El Gato. Uh, I thought at first it was really cool that I had a cat that plays fetch. Um, uh, it, it was, if you guys have ever done this, like some cats actually play fetch, you'll throw, she's got a jingle ball. You throw it, she plays with it. She plays kitty hockey with it. She'll bring it back, drop it at your feet, sit down and wait for the next one. I think she learned this from a dog. Uh, it's really cool until she she did that one time at like 4.30 in the morning. She was playing with it and she dropped it on the bed uh, in between <laughs> in between my fiance and I. And, and I like I picked it up and without even thinking, I picked it up and I chucked it. And I was like, okay, she's gone. So she, I hear jingle, 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 boom, boom, down the stairs. Like 30 seconds later, I hear jingle, jingle, jingle coming up the stairs. Like I'm thinking to myself, oh, crap. What did she do? Uh, she dropped it right on the whoop and right on command. The beast herself. <laughs> uh, she drops it on the bed again. I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna gently roll it off, like just drop it next to the bed." She jumps off the bed, plays it, brings it back on the bed. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be bad." <laughs> so now I have you a just gotta hold it, that- man. You can't, you can't do it. My dog was the same, not with the playing fetch, but she'll like four o'clock in the morning decide, "Hey, I want to go outside," and she used to do the rounds. She would go to wake the boys up. Yeah. They would go, they would get up and they would let her out. And I told him, I was like, stop letting her out. I said, put her in a cage. Like she'll stop doing it. And she has stopped doing it. She won't ask anybody now, but she was all about like, she'd go and she'd, you know, go up and like start pawing at them and get them yeah. up and they'd get up and they'd go and they'd let her out. And of course, I mean, that wasn't that big of a deal, but the worst part was the dog won't come back in like an hour. So at like five o'clock and my wife hates nothing more than to be awoken like an hour before she has to get up. Like, oh, oh that's the worst. That is the worst. It's the, it's the worst. Your sleep cycle is 90 minutes, right? So you got to, yeah. if you, if you like, if it's less than 90 minutes and you can't fall asleep immediately, then you just might as well get up. Cause you're going to be groggy. Yeah. As hell. It's and I don't, I don't hear the dog. So I don't get up to go get it. She hears the dog. And so, yeah, it's uh so I just start telling him like, look, just stop. And it was funny. The first kid started doing it. So the dog started going to the second kid. That's funny. <laughs> that's but now she knows that she doesn't bother anybody at night it only took a couple times to be like nope just put her in the cage she'll be fine and uh 
now i mean we but we typically don't cage her so yeah it's uh you know it worked out pretty well but i we were like look we just got to teach her don't wake us up in the middle you know like for sleeping don't bother us yeah 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 <laughs> she could wait. she didn't need to go out she just wanted to go out you know what i mean yeah that's right well my, my, she's uh, this one's going to be entertained for a while because we uh, front yard is a giant 100 year old hickory tree and right now it's it's just the whole yard is full of hickory nuts and which means there's thousands of squirrels busily uh running about the yard nice. and now she's so she's sitting there trying to figure out how to get out and, and go get go be friends with them or maybe bring one back dead <laughs> i think i think the latter um anyway all right so uh hey folks thanks for listening uh this is a this is this is a maybe i don't know how to describe this I, you know, every once in a while, I get on, I get on a little uh, mental bubble. And I'll just, I'll just turn on something for a bit. This has been one of them. Um, there's, there's two types of conferences, James. Right? There's the, uh, there's the, the technical, the black hats, the defcons, the R. You know, okay, maybe not the RSAs, but those types, the trade show type things. Uh, so, you know, besides those things, right? And uh, then there's like the, the CISO dinners, the, 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 you know, the various CISO conferences that you that you see popping up everywhere all over the time, all over the place. And um those have really started to annoy me and in a way <laughs> that I, I can't adequately describe for, for a number of reasons, right? So uh I, I've never done we're not gonna I don't need to name them. You know who you are. I've never done the one that says like hey We'd love you. You'd be a speaker. You're like, oh, cool. What do you want to talk about? Oh, well, you can pick your own topic, but it's going to cost you like $25,000. Like, wait, you want me to be a guest? Oh, I see what this is. You want me to come pitch you? So I've avoided those, but they're all getting to be that. And I don't know, man. I'm I'm disappointed. I guess there, there's not really a way around this, right? There's to have decent content at an executive level, like actually produced with you know food and boardrooms and all that stuff at the ritz carlton or wherever that you always like to have these things um you got to put on a little pump so you got to get a little cash which means you got to invite some vendors which means vendors are going to vendor but i there's no balance there seems to be no balance to these things you go to these things dude I, you know, I went to something like that, like many, many years ago. I haven't been to one in a while. Right. But so you're talking to really more focused, like executive level. Yeah. Yeah. Type yeah of that, those are the ones. Yeah. You know, which, you know, are interesting because I kind of get the point. Right. Because the goal of one of these I would see is, you know, not necessarily to be at that technical level. I mean, you see a lot of people now talking like CISOs aren't really a technical role. They're, you know, more of a management leadership, you know, yeah. out of out of the weeds a little bit. So, you know, that idea of, hey, I need something where show me all the different options we have. This is type that type of thing. It's, it's that and networking, right? Like it's those two right. key things that you're trying to put together. Um, you know, so it's an interesting dynamic versus something like a DEFCON or a Black Hat, uh, you know, B-sides, which is really more, uh, to me, less for the executive level and more for the ICs and, you know, people that are doing the work, you know? Yeah. And it, they, a lot of them probably say the same thing if you're seeing those high-level or marketing things, right? Like, I'm not going to, I, I've been to those type, right? You go to a conference that's not a Black Hat or a DEFCON, but it's not a, 
CISO type of thing, right? It's kind of that in between. Yeah. It's, it's still a pay to play type of thing, but it's billed as technical. Yeah. But it really is just marketing. You know, it led you down this wrong path and you're like, all right, I kind of wanted something technical here. And it's really just market, like very high level, you know, this. Yeah. Technical. I've done a couple of these where the, where the, uh, I, I've been to, so I've attended a couple, right? Because Atlanta has no shortage of these things. There's, there's, there's always a couple that end up coming through. You're like, oh, uh, you know, special guest speakers. You're like, oh man, that's, that's a cool guest speaker. That's a, that's a cool keynote. That, you know, head of the FBI, something or other, uh, industry, whatever leader, thought leader, blah blah blah. And they're not vendors. They're actually legitimately cool people to go talk to. And you're like, oh yeah, cool. So you go the uh, the keynote. You're like, okay, well, this is a little more fluffy than I would have expected, but all right. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, by the, by the way, I'm not, not saying I'm like the most, you know, technical person anymore. Cause good note, God knows it's been a lot, it's been long enough right. since I've been in that thing, but, um, it, it's, it's certainly like you get one level deep and it feels like we've just lost the ability to, uh, all right, let me separate this out. Cause that, there's, there's two, there's two failures here that, that I want to address. Maybe we'll even, maybe we'll even provide some solutions. I don't know. Who are we to that? Let, let's talk on the speaker side because on the speaker side, like if you get invited to one of these things and if you're giving a talk, and for those of you not listening uh, listening on the podcast and not watching the video, I am doing the air quotes talk, right? Uh, for those of you that are, that are doing that, uh, maybe, just maybe, don't bring your sales deck and use that. Because uh, you know you know who you are uh, from the ZT Zero Trust whatever the hell endpoint ZTE ZTNA whatever like, like there's a there's a particular vendor that brings their CEO and every single time that person just goes up there and just you know here's the industry at large here's the problems here's why we're awesome here's you should buy more of our stuff it's like oh my god seriously like you couldn't even have been bothered to and i get it you paid for the privilege of coming and talking to a room full of decision makers ish uh maybe maybe do something original authentic and that that actually gives them some value because as a speaker james i feel compelled to like provide something, right? Like give them something they wouldn't know otherwise. Maybe some of my expertise, maybe some uh, anecdote, maybe something that isn't a marketing deck. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, when you think about the presenting part, it's interesting to, you know, you're invited, but it's going to cost you to come, you know, like this isn't the the Super Bowl halftime show, Uh, (laughs) you know, but at the same point, again, yeah, it shouldn't be a marketing opportunity. I, I feel like you see stuff all the time about people, how to sell. And it usually doesn't start with, here's how great my product is. It's really more around, Hey, here's the problem we're solving. I think you might have this problem too. You know, here's how this stuff is coming together. You know, like build that story around what it is that you've seen that is outside of what anybody else has seen and what makes this different and how this is going to affect you. But yeah, you get in there and so many times they just read that generic marketing slide deck, you know, that they've never seen. I remember being at a conference, uh, you know, I mean, it gosh, this has been seven or eight years ago. And the guy literally had to look over at every slide 
And he seemed generally surprised with every slide because every time he would look, he'd look at the slide. He'd be like, oh. And and then he would talk to the slide. But it was like he'd never seen the slide deck before. And it, like he was surprised at every slide they gave me. Oh, oh yes. That's then, probably me- not a good thing. <laughs> that is, you know what? That's probably not a good thing, right? Maybe, maybe. So I think that leads me to like point. So point one as a speaker, as an invited speaker that maybe you've paid your way to be there. Provide content that's interesting that doesn't blatantly market and sell your product. Like I expect that you'll talk about some a problem that you're solving or addressing because solving is a powerful word there. But I think, you know, I, I think uh, if, if I'm there uh, and, and the topic is, I don't know. Uh, let's uh, how how to how to uh, ma- effectively manage enterprise uh, users, right? I expect that the uh, authentication related vendor will talk about a little bit somehow about what they do and why it's relevant. But I'm not going to expect you to give me, you know, the Pokemon Institute facts and figures in in seven of your marketing slides, followed by literally this is how our architecture works and why like what no that's right. not what it, that's not value that's not a good w- use of somebody's time i got to say like you know like i i get it you guys i i i i get it having done this long enough you've got a busy job as security leaders like your day is full of crazy you're dedicating a couple hours or in some cases like last uh, this past week for me like they're dedicating a full day all right. I want to be able to say uh, I did. I did my best, and I gave them something, and I want them to walk away with the notion of I learned something. Like, yes, there were vendors there, but I learned something. So that so that's number one. Number two, uh, I, I feel like I feel like we haven't done anything that's authentic. Does that does that make sense? Like, it's all just posturing. And it's all just we're better than they are. It, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of people can actually go through uh, a a proper presentation that does that isn't written by somebody who doesn't understand our industry or doesn't understand the audience. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's there's lacking in that term, right? But I mean, everybody's looking, I think, to sell their stuff, right? I'm not here to push anybody else's stuff or anything like that. And not that they would be doing that, but the fact that if I'm not focusing specifically on my stuff, maybe I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Like I, like I got to push my stuff and, and how do we yeah. push stuff, right? How do people pick, if I go to the CISO level, Hey, I want to go pick a vendor for something. Usually what's their first stop? to go out and look at like a Gartner or, you know, one of these institutes and say, okay, well, who's in the top quadrant of this thing, yeah. you know, and then let's go look at facts and figures. Like this is what a lot of these, this level spends their time looking at, you know, is the charts and these different things. Now that doesn't mean that at an event like this, that's what I want to sit there and look at because that's what I'm going to go look at when I go do this other stuff, right? Like that, my research is going to include that. If I'm going to sit here and listen to you talk, let's avoid that stuff. And let's actually hear the story that you have, you know, cover that stuff. I'm not going to get from these different institutes, but how much of that, like how much feedback do we ever get 
from these yeah. organizations. You know, like a, a, an That's event true. like this gets put on. They send out a survey. Everybody checks fives for everything. They're like, yeah, it was good. It was a great time. Because uh, nobody really wants to be honest about, you know, whether they like it. Maybe you get a couple people that are like, wow, I really wish the content would have been this. But yeah. they're the the small few out of the majority. And it's like, you know what? It's just easier to keep doing them just like this. You know, so how much drives that change to say, hey, what if we did this differently? How do you measure that effectiveness? And who wants to put that time in to make that drastic of a change? Yeah, but you said the magic word research, right? I I feel like uh, you should at least know your audience a little bit because if if you're going to go and stand in front of a group – Usually these these types of events, they, they'll tell you – they'll give you a hint as to who your audience is, who's registered, who's coming. Maybe just quick glance through the LinkedIn profiles of these companies, right? Um, just just to know. Just to know who like who's coming, what, what the audience is going to be like, what the potential there is. And also – and also – Maybe like read the, you know, but as, hopefully you're putting together your own talking points and speaking deck. But if you're not, at least read it beforehand once. So you're, again, like you just said, like you're not surprised. Like, oh, look at that. A cool slide. Yeah. Like you should not be doing that. Like that's obviously where, uh, that, where you, it's, you just, the, you're the wrong person up there. And I think what's interesting kind of to make the matters worse is you know, when you get, when you get, uh, somebody on in front of folks are like, oh, I'm the head of marketing for, I'm like, oh, why am I here? Because I know what's going to happen, right? Um, and it's hard. I don't know. I don't know why companies send marketing and salespeople to, quote, give talks. Um, and and it's, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just disappointed. But I tell you what, I'm going to flip this on you. Uh, I went to one last week. So I got invited. Uh, it was a pay-to-play event. So I'll, I'll preface it by that. And I have to say, I really wasn't expecting a tremendous amount. Like I wasn't expecting a lot. The guest list felt a little too good to be true. I was up in Boston. Uh, it was it was you know it was pretty good. Uh, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, you can figure out which event it was. Uh, I actually don't really fully remember the name of it. Sorry, um, but it I, I got there, um, and the room was full. Uh, I had uh, somebody from our executive, you know, our executive account team, look through the list and like, yeah, these are these are companies we'd like to do business with, which is kind of neat. Um, and it was, and here's the thing: this format they used actually, I think, works because they must have vetted the speakers because there were there were like top like uh, stage topics. And then they'd break out and do like uh, they called it a boardroom session, which is a closed door. You get a moderator. Uh, the vendor that sponsors that gets to pick the topic, but there's a uh, like an executive moderator that's a security lead from some company in the industry. And you get you know if you pick an interesting topic, right? You're not going to force people in, into your boardroom. But we there's like four of them, and some a couple of them were less full than others, right? But the but the topic we picked must have been good because I'm pretty excited about the fact that we had a like we didn't have any chairs open, and it wasn't the typical, uh, like show up. I'm going to talk about what we do, and then you're all going to just nod and it'll be over. Uh, the whole point of these was you know, and they told us ahead of time. The organizers told us ahead of time, like you got to be interactive, otherwise 
your moderator is going to take over and like kind of overrun you. I was like, all right, that's fair. So we started with a premise. Um, and, and mine, we, we talked about, I want I wanted to talk about, I don't know if marketing loves me for this or not, but I've, I've always been curious and we've been talking about it on the podcast. How do you do security uniformly in environments that are anything but right? And so we had a pretty big room. We had energy sector, healthcare, media, like we had a pretty cool group. And so I posed the question and it was, it was interesting because like from my right, my left in front of me, like people started talking to each other and then they'd come back and like, and when, when it was, and I, I get, you know, okay. It seems like we're, we're getting down to the, to the everybody sort of talk the question that I, I pose a follow-up, right? I get to do that. And my moderator kind of you know, like, Oh no, you know, you know what you should really ask is, and then went over the top and it actually was a crazy good 45 minutes. I've got like four pages of notes on stuff I could write about and don't do podcasts on. But I think more importantly for, for the company that sent me there, i.e. my employer, uh, I got a bunch of people that were like, Hey, we, you know, I'm curious. Uh, you guys must solve some of these problems. Uh, you got a minute. Right. And brain explode like all right that that was great and but but it was because i i want to think that it's because i tried really damn hard not to like market them there was no mention of my company name when i except for my in my intro and i i did ask a question towards the end i was like all right i'm going to ask a self-serving question this is related to our business i want to know blah 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 and by then we were 30 minutes into a really solid conversation so people were like all right, I'll give you that one. Like you, you've waited the requisite 30 minutes. I feel like I'm getting value from my peers. All right, I'll answer this for you. Right. And that spent the next, completely unexpectedly, the next 15 minutes were really about that. And it got us to a really good place. I, I want to like, I want to say, if you're going to do that, that kind of an event, you've got the keynote, you've got the boardroom session, right? Closed room, vet those well. And then they did these things where, uh, the vendor got, they did like three vendors and like, uh, I think three or four vendors. I got to sponsor these seven minute, like li- equivalent of lightning talks. They called it lightning talks. You had seven minutes to talk about, and like, they would just cut you off if you went too far. Uh, you had seven minutes to talk about your product or why your company was relevant. And you could immediately tell which ones the, uh, audience was like, ah, marketing speech. I gotta go take a call or I'm going to go walk off and get a coffee. And the ones that were actually talking through problems and then they did like the company hook, you know, in the last 30 seconds or minute, those people stayed in for, I think I, I, I like that formula. I know I just talked for a long time, but I yeah. really like that formula. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely sounds a lot better than, you know, your typical, conference idea where you just go listen to people speak all day you know like if it's not interactive yes like especially when you i think get to that level right when you're talking about CISOs and you know executive level attendees sitting there just listening to people talk i mean i like i don't go to conferences very often much since i stopped speaking right because i don't like to sit there and listen to presentations like it's 50 minutes of somebody talking and, you know, the chances of being super relevant to what I'm looking for are pretty small, you know, like having those very specific, Hey, let's get a small group. Let's get people talking. The key to that, of course, is having people that will talk. And maybe you get that better at, 
an executive level thing. You know, so many times, how many times do we try this internally in our organization? It's like, hey, let's all get together. We're going to have this conversation. And one person who has that idea talks about it. And then everybody else is just crickets, you know, and you like trying to get people like just say something, share something. So if you don't have that type of audience, you do risk like nobody getting anything because nobody wants. Yeah, to I think that's James. I think that's a factor of two separate things. So the organizer, uh, so you can open these events up to like anybody, right? The really good organizers have people in the field that they know that they can invite. Cause it doesn't, it, it doesn't take like, not everybody has to be ready in that. Say there's 10 people, not everybody in that room has to be coming into it going, all right, I can't wait to get my, you know, my, my right. uh, feelings known. Um, but you need like two or three people that are interested enough to where they're opinionated enough to get people going. Yeah. Uh, and then the second factor of that is you've got to have somebody in and, and I, I want to give myself just a little bit of credit because I have been doing this for a very long time, longer than I think I'd like to admit. Uh, and so I, I've learned the uh, at least some of the ways to get people to engage whether it's through humor, whether it's through person like tell them a story of you know something I've done, um, something that we've seen, something from the news, like get that to get them talking. And once people open up, once they they feel like okay, you're you're genuine, you're here to yeah, we're gonna get something out of this. They go from like sitting there like this with their arms crossed, just staring at you. You can tell they kind of lean yeah. in. They stay, you know flip the notebook open. They'll take a note. They'll look around the room. They'll they'll engage, and it doesn't have to be you they're engaging with. They sh- they sh- ideally you want crosstalk right across the room, from different parts of the room to their peers, because the value isn't like you're as the as the person in the room. My job was to ask the question that got people thinking right. and get them to talk to each other. Because I really like I wanted to know some things that were in top of mind. But I didn't. I didn't want to like survey. Like, okay, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you like? I don't want to do that because then people are like, uh, we're fine. Yeah, we're great on that. But once like your your peer says, let me tell you what we've been struggling with. Like this thing just doesn't ever work the way it's supposed to. Blah 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 blah. And then politics got in the way, and everybody you know started fighting. And then the person next to him goes, oh dude, I, yeah, I've been there. Let me tell you, I, I think I had it worse. And the person across the room goes. That's weird that you guys did that because our company doesn't have that kind of issue. But here's why, like, and all of a sudden I'm going, hold on, I can't write fast enough to like this is amazing notes. Um, but I think that the when it when it's bad, it's on like everybody's to blame. The attendees sometimes just suck, right? And they're just closed in and not going to talk to anybody. Um, the guests, the, the speakers, right? The or, organizers. Sorry, the, not the speak organizers, the speakers that are there, the facilitators. If they're not any good, they don't have any personality. They don't have any like they don't not no experience doing this. It's going to suck because the attendees are just going to be like, all right, somebody's just here to market to me, and I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself because clearly they're going to call me later and be like, hey, that thing you wanted, can I sell you one of my things? And then I think probably one of the more important pieces of this is, falls on the organizer because you got to figure out a format. You got to figure out a way to work to, to, to get a room going. You got to figure out a way to get a to- You have to vet the topic, vet the speaker, right? Vet the attendees. And I don't know. I think if my, if my topic would have sucked, it, it would have, it would have been boring. Um, 
and I know, I know for a fact that like when it, when the topic got reviewed, cause it was all going through the marketing group, like we were a pretty solid, sharp marketing org, but, uh, you know, they're like, uh, yeah, wouldn't you want to be talking about NDR? I was like, yeah, that that's not like, nobody there is like, oh boy, tell me about this thing. Like, no, right. nobody's going to there for that. Like if I, if we, what the problem everybody has is like, they've got cloud, they've got you know, people working from home, they've got offices, they've got retail locations, they've got warehouses, they've got shop floors, like they have a lot of everything. And they're all thinking, crap, how do I make all of this secure with as few tools as possible? Yeah, that's a topic. Do we relate to that? Absolutely. Is it is it exactly in our marketing slides? No, it isn't. But that's the magic. That's the whole point. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to think about too, when you focus on the speaker side of things, the people that are showing up, you know, from good speakers to not so good speakers, from marketers to people that are actually doing the stuff. Yeah. Right. Because you get into that situation. Hey, we're in this small kind of boardroom scenario. I think you have a large set of people that have a hard time separating. This is like, this is my opportunity to market my stuff. How do I switch gears from that to all about me and not a selfish all about me, but right. I'm marketing. This is how about it's from this me is what I do <laughs> to the more passionate side of, Hey, we've got problems yeah. and you know, I might have a solution to a small bit of that problem, but let's talk about the problem and what other people are doing, you know, to, to be able to open yourself up um, almost to that, like self-criticism type of thing, right? Like constructive criticism. Yeah. Somebody might say this guy does it better or, you know, come up with something that we don't do or something we haven't thought about. But that's a risk. Yes. You know, there, risk there's you that risk there of, oh, wow, I might actually show yes. some of the, the weaknesses that I have. And that's not our goal, right? We have to paint ourselves in this 100% solution vision. And yes. you're really kind of ex exposing yourself, right? Yeah. And saying, hey, look, putting it all on the table, we're going to talk about this stuff. And, you know, maybe I'll shy away with a little bit of the stuff I, we don't we don't solve. But having that open conversation, I, I'm just curious how difficult that is for a lot of people to be able to separate out that, hey, I want to talk about what I do and how I solve your problem, too. OK, we talked about that. Now we're going to talk about this topic, not from a me perspective, but just the topic perspective. And what do you all have? What have you been using? What are you seeing? What's what's solving your problem? And being able to take that back from a non-vendory standpoint, you know, and you probably run a lot more difficult time doing that when you have head of marketing showing up in an event like that versus somebody that actually is doing that stuff within the organization. You know, like they have that passion, like they really yes. understand the stuff because that's a whole different thing, you know, marketing on the website and at trade shows and stuff like that is very different than trying to have those discussions in person talking, you know, and, and breaking out of that shell a little bit to just be like, Hey, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a technical person, you know, or, you know, I'm an IT person. Here's what we're going to talk about. It's not my product specific. It's not your product specific. It's, Hey, what are you seeing out there? And uh, you know, how do we, how do we go about trying to solve this thing? And maybe I have a piece of that solution. Yeah. And maybe I don't. Yeah. So listen, I, I, uh, when I worked for at HP, uh, I worked for a guy, and he currently, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch him because this this dude's awesome. So uh, that's the, I don't know if you can see it. That's the podcast. It's called Digital Colon Disrupted. It's a guy named Paul Muller. 
Paul, if you're, if you, if you still listen to this show, uh, you need to come on and be a guest. Cause, uh, I think you could teach people a thing or two, but Paul, uh, and I'm going to say this with a bit of humility. I thought I was halfway decent at doing talks when, when I, the day before I worked for Paul, <laughs> then I, then he came to a, uh, then he came out to sector with me when I spoke there one day, I think it was sector. Uh, it was something like that. And, and Paul was like head of global evangelism. Paul, Paul is a character. He is a personality. Uh, he's an Aussie. Uh, he's hilarious. He's engaging. And, and he's like, if you're, if you're in marketing, Paul's what you want to be. Uh, and he came out and he's, and I, and I gave this talk and I had a pretty big room and, and, uh, and like, I was pretty feeling pretty good about myself. And he goes, um, I got to ask, he's like, uh, what's the, what was the, what is the, uh, goal of your talk? I was like, what? He's like, he's like, well, would you, do you want people to be, uh, do you want people engaged in what you're saying or reading your slides? I was like, well, obviously hearing what I'm saying He's like, then why do you have the equivalent of half a novel on your slide deck in your slides? It's like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, like people, it's like, no. Like the human, like if you have a lot of stuff on your slides, people are going to stare and read your slides and you're going to lose track of what you're saying, or they're going to lose, they're going to, he's like, so, or they'll try to pay attention to you and, and not see the stuff you put on. So he goes, so what you've got to do is you've got to get aside. And he's like, and if you want people to listen to you, your slides should have like, Takahashi is the, is the name of the format. It's like three to four five words tops one or two like it's gotta be something i can do yeah. look at it quickly and then go back to you as a speaker so he beat me senseless like in in terms of just like kick my butt all over the place to improve my speaking quality um uh, and he he had this this brilliant idea this brilliant format of uh it, it was like a three-parter but really it was like all right you gotta you gotta Set up the problem. Like you gotta set up the thing that you that's that you want people to think about. Then you've got to tell them about all the ways that it can be resolved, all the ways people have tried, uh, things that have been tried, approaches that have been given, products that have been out there. And he goes, and then you gotta tell them one here, you know what? All that has is not great, but I've got a better way. And you give them the overview of that way, and then you stop. And then you and that's it. Talk over. You're done because you want the person to go. Yep. I've got that problem. Yeah. I've tried that. Tried that. That sucks too. Yep. Totally agree. And, and then, then at the end you want them to go, Oh yeah, that might work. That's interesting. That might work. And then you're done. They're like, wait, you, you, what, 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 aren't you going to tell me how to do it? Like, I, I, I like that method. Don't, don't you have a solution? So that was Paul's thing was like, you always, you always end on like this, uh, like 99.8% of the way because because that's when you find out whether the people that came to hear you speak are actually interested in the topic that you discussed, because if they're, if they're interested in the solution, right, the thing you're proposing, right, there's two paths they'll take. They'll either go, that's a great idea. I'm going to go try that. Or that's a great idea. That guy knows, that guy knows some stuff. I bet that guy's got a way to solve that. And either way, you've given them something that, right. that they can take with them. And obviously, your marketing team would prefer, and sales team would prefer that it's the latter, right? The the oh, I'm gonna go talk to that guy because I look, I, I I went from 
conferences where, uh, especially like not like technical ones, you're just presenting an idea, but like the the, the executive ones where uh, you'd go up for 30 or 45 is never is very rarely 50 it was like those that's the worst format right 30 minutes yeah. probably tops you go up there for say 30 minutes you finish your thing people clap and then they leave the room you're like did, did that resonate like did anybody care that i was like was this just a break for people does anybody paying attention i don't know and so bueller. i went from that what's that bueller bueller, bueller, bueller. <laughs> so i went from that i got a couple of good techniques for like engaging uh in humor and and being relatable and all that so i, I picked that up from paul too but um and, and by the way paul was just like seemed to be the master of like uh making a situation a topic uncomfortable enough that where you're sort of like starting to wriggle a little bit like eh, this is this is tough i don't, don't want to hear more about this like i get it it's painful and then he like make you laugh and you go <laughs> oh okay wait that made sense. And, 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 and you'd remember things. There's a ton of psychology behind this, but I went from like the, everybody you're done, everybody leaves the room to at least a couple of people would be like, all right, I want to wait till you come down, you know, and come over off the stage. And, and, and can I ask you a question about that thing you were doing? Like, right. Did your company do that? And, and it works because you're now it's the reverse. It's it's, and it's always more powerful in reverse when somebody comes to you asking, Versus you trying to go like, hey, you came to my talk. I'd like to send 75 follow-ups to everybody that came. Uh, you know, Are you interested in the thing that I'm selling? Because they're all going to be like, no, I came here to came to hear you right. talk. Like, I thought it was interesting. I, you know, like, they, they, we all know. We all know you're going to get follow-up emails from marketing. But it's best when you, when you're, you, know, when you go out and, and seek that. So I don't know. I, it was – this is going to be the emotional. Th- this produces the yeah. emotional follow-ups, right? This is this is like the TV series you've watched for eighteen seasons, and then they cancel it, and they have a really really crappy ending where you're yes. like it's cliffhanger ending, and you're like, what just happened, right? Because then it fills like, the Reddit <laughs> boards. Everybody's like, it was this, it was that, and like everybody's freaking out. I mean, I honestly think we should be able to sue. TV studios, if they were to do season long stuff and then like leave us and they're like, we're done and we're not going to tell you anymore. Like, nope, that's not, that shouldn't be right. I invested a lot of time in this. I want the ending. There was a, uh, there's a, I think a Netflix show that my kids really got into uh, and they did one season and they foreshadowed some awesome things in this. It's about like witch hunters or something like these three uh, Lockwood, I think it was called. Right. Uh, Netflix, if you're listening, bring back Lockwood. My kids loved it. Uh, and they set up this the, the cliffhanger at the end of the first season. They gave you a little peek and everybody's waiting. They're like, just kidding. We canceled it. And people were like, go look at the message. People are pissed. I fully you. believe they're filming the second season. They're like, ha I'm going to make this. It's going to be awesome. It, gener- it generates that interest, right? And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that, you, you leave people with that emotional that's right. side of it, you know, of, and, and right. you know. Whether it's a negative emotional side or a positive emotional side, people start talking about it, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, they told us this, but they, ah, they didn't tell us what the answer was, you know, and, and you know, maybe it sparks people to say, hey, this happened, right? Maybe it falls into that one bucket, right? People going out and saying, oh, that was interesting. Maybe there is saying it's interesting in a negative way, but they didn't tell us what, and then it goes and creates Reddit threads and all these different things and, and conversation starts happening around that topic. Which in some cases is kind of the ultimate goal. Yes, we want to sell our product, but you know, if our product is really solving a problem or helping right. lead to the solution of a problem, 
then any conversation around that to help build that up should be a positive thing. We're getting people to talk about this issue, right? Like that, maybe it wasn't a direct, but it'll be an indirect to our organization, hopefully at this point, because now it's getting people that weren't talking about our topic or thinking about it. Yeah. Now they're thinking about it. You know, it just, it helps spread that word. So listen, I, I, up on time, but I want to I want to give do a little do a little uh, a little kind of wrap up here. So on the speaker side, I, I can't give you this advice enough. Know your audience, vet your content, and for God's sakes, be engaging. Like just try your best not to be reading marketing slides because honestly, I'm telling you right now, nobody cares that you're there, and we're all laughing at you uh, as we text each other while you're up there. Um, and we try to avoid you. So there are a couple of you guys out there that do this. Stop. It's not helping anybody. Uh, but there are some really engaging speakers. Like, Mar- look, tech companies can, it's possible, they can hire engaging marketing folks, marketing folks, and, and you know, whatever, field CISOs, CTOs, whatever you call those roles, evangelists, whatever. They can come to events. They can be super engaging. They can absolutely give your company positive press. Not always, but they can. And I've seen it done and it's fantastic. On the uh, So there's that, right? On the organizer side, uh, and because I, I, I really like this show and, and I thought it was good, I'm going to give you guys the name of it. The organization is called the Cybersecurity Collaboration Forum. It's a, a cyber risk alliance community. Um, I, I encourage you guys to go, look, go ch- if, if you're into the executive uh, type of collaboration uh, meetings, this isn't your typical show up. Uh, they're going to throw a hundred vendors at you and you'll go home going great, more swag. Like that's not the kind of thing this is. You're going to, if you're coming to these events, the expectation is you're bringing some knowledge and you're going to, and you're going to like share, right? So I'll post a link to the show because they do this, this event all over the place. Um, the one that was just in Boston's awesome. I, I thought it was fantastic from a vendor perspective. And I, and I think uh, based on the amount of interaction we got, I think it was great. Um, and the organizers are, are, are fun people. So, so it's good. I want to give you guys a link to that in the show. But if you're the organizer of one of these events, think about a format that works, that boardroom format, that uh, Chatham House rules. Um, I think that that's a great format. Uh, Lightning Talks is a good idea for vendors if they want to go up there and pitch. Uh, because it, it, even if it's boring, it's only like seven to 10 minutes at most. And it doesn't wreck your conference's flow necessarily. Um, and then I, the thing that I think really works is rather than having like long rows of chairs and, 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 you know, everybody staring at the, at the stage the entire time, ra- round tables, like literally round tables and force people to, to sit next to each other and look at each other and maybe exchange notes, uh, and talk. Uh, cause that's what close quarters interaction does. Even in this industry where you don't like talking to people, I think it works. So I, I, I think there's, I'll end it on this. I started on, on a pessimistic note. I'll end it on this. There is, uh, there are ways of doing it right. And, and I happen to you know be invited to one. I hope to get invited to another one again. Uh, these things are cool. Even if you pay to play, they can work. And, and, uh, for all, everybody that attends these, uh, from the, the buyer side, we do appreciate you tremendously showing up and giving us your time. And we, as the in, this industry speakers and those that, that event like the, they're to pay to be there. Um, we're going to hopefully keep working hard, not to give you fluff and crap so that you actually get some value out of this. Nice. I think it's a pretty fair wrap up. 
That's a fair wrap up. I know yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, James. Thanks for yeah, the uh, early morning uh, convo <laughs> here. It's still it's bright and sunny now, but it was a little little dark when we started here. It, it's on. nice taking just topics like this and just be able like talk it out, you know? And, yeah. Because I know how you get like not you personally, but right, like how people I get. Do. I know how I get sometimes, right? Like I get ramped up on stuff, you know. I see somebody post something on LinkedIn, and you're like, "What the heck are we doing right now?" You know, and you get all ramped so up, and then you sit there and talk about it, you know, and it, it turns into really good conversations, you know. And so, yeah, it's good just to be able to have the the ability to get on and and chit chat about different things, and sometimes the the outlook changes from the beginning of the show to the end of the show yeah yeah it's good i don't know, have you if, uh, if you guys uh are, are uh having have us in your ears right now or, or watching i'm curious if you've if you've caught any of the uh, 13 i've been thinkings that i've been posting uh i, I kind of caught this uh thought of doing it one short a week just a quick thing that's on my brain uh and and i keep them under 60 seconds so it's it doesn't take much of your time but it's a video format on youtube so i'm i've gotten you know like you guys are clearly listening to these um some very interesting comments uh so i hopefully you're enjoying those uh I'm, I'll, I'll keep producing i'll probably this week's 30 second 45 second rant might be on this topic uh as, as more as I, as I think about it more but i we appreciate you guys listening hey it's been 45 minutes time to go uh thanks for listening uh hope you guys enjoy the new intro and the new exit uh those are uh those are recently recorded uh, my kids got involved and i think it's kind of cute uh, so hopefully you like it, but James, thank you for riding shotgun on this beautiful Monday morning. Yeah, you bet. It's been fun. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the down the security rabbit hole podcast. Here comes the intro music and we are gone. Thank you so much. This is Bella. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave my dad a review and share this with your friends. Bye. Bye.